You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Niggas still be beefing. <laughs> Dead ass. But what happens when the beef came from such a great place? Dead ass on both sides. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm Deval. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. Oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. Shoot, this is three days ago? (laughs) Three days ago? Normally, DeVal's like, I'm going to take you way back, back into time. (laughs) 2006. Yes. No, this is like three days ago. It's three days ago. Uh, Just a heads up, Kadeen and I, well, I have a new agent now and a new manager for my theatrical. So I've been focused really on leaning into my creative side and, and being a thespian. Like I'm really taking that part of my career seriously. So I hired a new agent, hired a new manager, got my first set of auditions uh, the first week of the year, so I'm super excited. Got my stuff, got my shirt, got everything on. I went and got my, all my outfits together. I called Brian Jordan Jr. over to come help me read. Uh, he was supposed to help us with the dances that we have going on for the tour. So... I'm in the mode. I'm getting ready to go downstairs and then boom. So, Deval, um, at this point now, unbeknownst to him, I ordered some equipment that I reached out to his friend Cheeto, who plays Gary on the show, Mm -hmm. shout out to Cheeto. Anytime we'd see Cheeto posting self-tapes or showing a boomerang on Instagram of him doing a self-tape, Deval's like, man, his backdrop looks good. Like, his setup looks really good. And typically, we just film these in the theater. But Deval seemed to really make a comment about every time Cheeto had these self-tapes that he was doing. So I hit up Cheeto. 
um, sometime in like November, December of last year. And I said, hey, bro, I want to get Deval a new revamped, you know, look for his audition tapes, his self tapes. So can you just send me like everything that you've purchased for your setup? I want to surprise him with it as a little something I do for him at the top of the year. So Cheeto sent me all of the links. I ordered everything on Amazon and I wanted to surprise Deval with this prior to his audition because I felt like, you know, it's 2024. It's a new year. He has a new agent. I just kind of feel this this energy around him just booking and just really people getting to see him being the leading male that I know he is. So I wanted to give this to him as a nice gesture because Deval has also said that he's felt like in the past, I don't do things to make him feel loved and appreciated, like little things. Um, so that's an effort that I said I was going to try to make moving forward to just show him little ways I've been thinking about him. And this was one of them. So Deval comes out of the room prepared to do his audition. He's about to go downstairs and I stop him with Matt and I'm like, hey, babe, I just wanted to show you something that I got for you, a little surprise. And um, I told him how much, you know, I was just using it as a moment to give him his flowers and just say how much I believe in him. And this is a new year and this is his breakthrough year. And I want the world to figure out what I already know, that you are a star. And Deval then says, thanks. Said also all the stuff in the boxes are here. Said cool. Gave her a hug. Gave her a kiss. I said thanks. So I'm gonna take this downstairs. And then Kay says, "Are you done being an asshole?" Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Huh? Like how am I being an asshole?" Uh -huh. And she's just like, "No, I just feel like you're being an asshole. You like you just." So I'm like, Matt. Am I being an asshole? And Matt is like, hey, listen, I, I'm just here to capture content. I don't know what. So then we go downstairs. And Matt was kind of, Matt did look at me like, because I think he he genuinely saw like, okay, it was a mm -hmm. moment. It was awkward. And I think it was awkward because you just said, Well, we can tell the story you. and then we can dissect the story. Okay, dissect we just the tell story the story. Gotcha. So the end of the story is Kadeen called me an asshole. Yes. And then we walk downstairs. <laughs> when we come back, <laughs> we're going to dissect how everything happened. Okay. But before we come back. But before we come back. We got karaoke. Let me see if you know this song. <laughs> Uncle Paulie, he commissioned. You know what it is? <laughs> Cesar Leo, De Janeiro, Charlie Baltimore, Iceberg Slim, The Mo Shady, <laughs> Frankie Baby. <laughs> Doom, doom, doom. What's beef? Beef is when you need to got to go to sleep. Beef is when your moms ain't safe up in the streets. Beef is when I see you. Guaranteed to be here, I see you. One more time, what's beef? That's So now, since K called me an asshole. We got beef. We got beef. We got beef, y'all. When we come back, we going to dissect the beef and talk about what went wrong. Let me tell you how we made it into filet mignon. Wagyu. Wagyu. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. 
From Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times... When you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. We back. <laughs> we back. And Run the tape back. So we don't even got to tell y'all what we, we about to discuss with y'all. Shit. So matter of fact, we're going to put this into dead ass podcast court. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Boom! Deval steps out of the room, ready for an audition. Not sure what the surprise was. Boom! Kadeen steps to Deval with a surprise he got. Deval does not seem happy enough. Kadeen calls Deval an asshole. Deval continues to ensue with asshole activity by taking all of the contents in the box, fumbling down the steps, opening them quickly and expeditiously, trying to set everything up in one clean, sweet motion. And he failed. So so let's discuss this, okay? Bro. Let's discuss this. Number one, name calling is never acceptable. That's a fact. Never. And I will admit that. Never acceptable. I but will admit that. when somebody is going to call somebody else a name, we know who the culprit is. <laughs> Kadeen is the queen name caller. I don't be calling it. We don't do name calling. We don't. We don't. But in that moment, I was like, it was giving let asshole the records, activity. Let the record show. Asshole activity. The first time I expressed myself... 
my my true feelings, Kadeen said I sounded like a bitch. <laughs> so now I didn't express myself enough with gratitude, and now I'm an asshole. Just want to be clear. But don't, I just want that to I want because in, in Dead Ass Podcast Court, I want to submit these into evidence. <laughs> I'm submitting these into evidence. Oh, so you got receipts. Okay? You got yes, a file I got, on I me? got receipts. You I, got a file. I got on a me. whole file on you. Listen. <laughs> well, let me uh grant a motion for pain and suffering. Uh pain and suffering? <laughs> well, what did I do? Because you hurt my feelings, Deval, when I was trying to do a oh nice gesture gosh, for you, and you literally were like, Okay, uh-huh. Let me pat you on the head like I'm a dog or like give me that church hug. Thank you. And then go on about it. But you didn't even like sit in the moment with me for a little bit to be like, wow, like Kadeen, I can really like, this is great. Like this is somewhere I can really elevate my auditions. You Granted. just really like brushed me off. Granted. And you were dismissive. Now maybe not quite asshole, but dismissive. Now, in my defense, mm-hmm. and you know this. Yes. I've been preparing for these auditions for three days. Yes. Three days. Brian had just gotten to the house to help us with something else. I asked him to do one audition and then the second one came in. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that I was just trying to brush her off. It was more like let me be cognizant of everyone's time and be considerate because it was already 8 p.m. Brian Mm -hmm. had got here 8 p.m. in the night. He also has to drive back to uh, Nova Scotia where he lives (laughs) (laughs) because he lives far from us. So I was really just trying to be cognizant of everyone's time because we had to do these auditions and then also prepare for the tour. So in in my defense, I was not brushing you off. Mm-hmm. I was trying to stay prepared because, as you know, it's two auditions. That's two sets of sides, two separate characters. You've heard me mumbling through these lines for the past couple of days. So I just was focused. Yes. It wasn't that I was brushing you off. I really was just focused. Last in thing, in, Last oh. thing in my defense... Mm-hmm. I didn't give you a church hug. I held you with my right arm. I kissed you on your like forehead. It was more like a bro hug than I no, guess. No, I kissed you on the forehead. It I said thank you. It was like a headlock with a... With a it was, it was it like was, a headlock. <laughs> it was. I'm not going to lie. It was like a headlock. But I kissed you on the forehead. I was like, baby, this is very, very thoughtful. It's all the stuff in the box. This is it. Okay, cool. Now, can we go downstairs? That's what I did. Now, yes, did. I will admit that was it the same... Thing that I typically do when I have time. No, I typically throw you in the air, twirl you around, tell you how great you are, (laughs) swim through the floor, announce to the whole world how amazing my wife is. I didn't get a chance to do that this time. I'm sorry. I rest my case. Objective, you're... (laughs) Objection, not objective. God, come on, man. How you gonna be in dead-ass podcast court? You don't even know the words. Objection. 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 Strike to motion. The strike. First of all, okay. you're just saying all the stuff you see, you seen on the practice Clearly and law and order. Law and order interview you too much. I, I in that moment wasn't wasn't wanting you to give me in turn all of my flowers and make me feel good about doing something for you. I just genuinely wanted you to feel good that something was done for you. Right. So it really, like, I wasn't looking for you to, you know, praise me in that moment and be like, oh my God, couldn't you're the best wife ever because you thought of this. I really just wanted you in that moment to say, wow, oh my God, I could probably be used for my audition. Like, this was a really thoughtful thing. Like, let's see if we can set it up. But in your defense, I do know how you get when you are very like one track mind, horse blinders on when mm-hmm. you have an audition. 
transition, particularly two at the same time, is two different characters that you have to get into that mode. Like, I completely understand it. So after everything panned out, I did say to Matt, you know, maybe we should have given it to him yesterday because I was going to give it to you the day before Mm -hmm. so you can kind of know that you have it and prep for it. Mm -hmm. But since I wanted to kind of capture everything and we were doing a Patreon episode all in one, I kind of felt like that was the perfect time to do everything and just make it fluid. We can capture everything for that one episode. And, you know, I got you. That was my mindset. But was it poor timing on my part? Probably because I didn't even think about you being in that mode Mm -hmm. for um, auditioning. Right. So I apologize for calling you an asshole. (laughs) Do you accept my apology? Yeah, I, I accept your apology. I accept your apology at night. And here's the truth. You said I then continued in asshole activities. After she <laughs> called me an asshole, I felt bad because I was kind of like, what did I do wrong? So she was like, you can leave it here. I was like, no, 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 no. Let's use it. Uh-huh. So I'm grabbing all the stuff to take downstairs because I'm trying to prove to her like I, I appreciate it. And now she's like upset that I'm grabbing the stuff. And she keeps saying to me, we don't have to use it now. We don't have to use it now. And I'm like... You called me an asshole because I didn't get excited about using it in that moment. So we're going to use it now. But there's a way to do it. Like he was like pretty much grabbing everything. Because even Brian, when you came downstairs, Brian was like, yo, I just looked over and saw DeVal's eyes looking at the floor like he was on a mission. I was on and a I'm mission. And I'm like, yeah, that's because exactly. Because you called me an asshole. Right. And that was the asshole activity. You weren't coming downstairs like, damn, be like... Kay set this up for me. I know that you're here waiting. My bad. Like, she got me this setup. I want to try to use it for my audition. You went downstairs like, ding, 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 ding. like you were on a mission to open up all the boxes you're gonna, at you're one gonna time. You're going to spill that on your thing. Oh, no, it's not full. No, but it was, I'm watching it and it's oh. on the end of spilling because oh. you keep Thank clicking you. your leg. Yes. Do, 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 do. But you were down the stairs like on a mission to um to get the setup done. So let, I really so let's, didn't need you to use it ask, in that moment too. But let's ask the people, what's asshole activity? Calling someone an asshole because they don't respond the way you want them to respond or then trying to respond the way they want you to respond after the fact. One seems a little bit more asshole than the other, and it's not me. I'm just being honest. Like, I really did, did do nothing to you. I didn't do anything to you. So I did say after the fact that maybe asshole wasn't the right word, but you were dismissive in that moment. So... In, in my defense, I will say I... I don't think I was dismissive because I wasn't even really paying attention. It would be different if I was paying attention and I was just like, fuck this gift. So I then really what wasn't. would you say you were? Um, I, I was unaware. I was aloof. And I don't, I don't think that's any better, but I don't think it was dismissive. I was aloof. Like I was focused while you were saying the things you were saying, I was focusing on being Zach Cobb mm-hmm. and being Quentin. Like you was just like, babe, I just this and I'm going through lines over my head. And mm-hmm. the minute you were done, I was just like, yeah, so you okay, didn't hear cool, anything that I, I said. Did, I didn't hear what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't. I, I, and so it's fair to say that you weren't paying attention to what I, I was, was saying. I was not paying attention. And because of that, it made me feel like you were detached and disconnected and being, in that moment, I said asshole, but you were dismissive, I felt. Right. And that was where the disconnect came in. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. That's where the disconnect came in. I just feel like calling someone a name and then being upset about how they respond about you calling them a name. It's not an adult-like behavior. I didn't know you were upset because I called you asshole. I thought you were just upset because I was, like, breaking your train of thought when it came no, to the audition. I, was, I didn't I was, know you were upset because no, I said I was you definitely were upset that you called me an asshole. Why would I just be happy with you calling me an asshole? Especially I'm when I don't happy, think I'm but, being an asshole. Uh-huh. And then also, no one wants to be called a name. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I really didn't understand in the moment because I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how I was being an asshole. I legitimately didn't know how you perceived it. It was kind of like... You and and here's the the truth. Remember, I was looking for the light. Yes, 
And I was like, babe, where's and I was like, where's the tripod? Babe, where's the tripod? Mm-hmm. So I thought you had a tripod in there. And at first I was like, why are we filming you giving me a tripod? Because you asked me for, I asked for a tripod. I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was a whole thing you had thought yeah. of. It was a surprise going so, wrong. And I'll say I was aloof. Moment. I was aloof to that. Yeah, which I could have been, wrong. yeah, I could have been more aware. But it's like after that, I was really trying to correct it. Cause I was like, so what did I do? Like I didn't know. I was like, right. I was like, did I? And then I was concerned. I was like, is this something I do to her all the time? And she's she hasn't told me. And now this is the short of the camera back. What, this is what happens when two people who like are invested and love in each, each other, other yeah. are really like internally trying to figure out what's going on while then also trying to like make sure the other person's okay at the same time simultaneously. And I didn't read it that way. I guess the way I received it was, okay, once I did call you an asshole, which I will apologize for that again and say that you it's not okay. You don't have to okay. apologize. I, I understand okay what you to, are. No, just for people to know, it's not okay to be name calling. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But in that moment, I think my feelings were a little hurt and that's just what came out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In that moment. But I just felt like the way that you went about then trying to now put the light together and like you were kind of fumbling over everything. You weren't even taking care in that moment to say, OK, let's try to figure this out real quick or really just decide, do I want to tackle this right now or do I want to continue to focus on my audition? It just felt that you were just adding fuel to the fire in that moment by being all erratic about how you were trying to put things together. I'm going to be honest. I didn't so, know what to do because I thought I was doing what I wanted to do. And I got called an asshole for it. So now it's like, well, let me just do what she wants me to do. And now you're telling me, well, you don't have to do it. It's kind of, It was kind of like, you called me an asshole for not doing what you want or not responding the way you want me to respond. But now I think I'm trying to respond. And I was confused. I was like, what did I do? I was like, I wasn't really focused on putting it together. I was more thinking like, mm-hmm. like what did I do? Like, what did I do? And that's why I asked Matt. And ultimately I asked Matt to, to, run, go, the to run the tape back, which is the good thing about Evidence having film. A. And then once I, I watched it, I was like, man, like, I didn't realize you had said all of those things. And I said, damn, my bad. Like, I don't want you to feel bad, but I see how I can see how you felt dismissed. Mm-hmm. Right. So I apologized in that time after watching the tape. And this is the good thing. Sometimes it's good to have tape back of yourself. I was going to say that. Imagine if people argued or had discussions and debates with tape. You wouldn't want that. Why wouldn't I want that? Trust me, you would not want that. You don't you don't you really want to know why you wouldn't want that? All I said, I didn't say anything about me. I said, imagine if people had arguments. Like, you sound triggered because you're, t- you're putting it on me. I didn't say anything. I just said, imagine if people had arguments with tape. And I'm saying you wouldn't want that. Why is it about me? What about people? What about in general? Well, Why are you a, making it so personal? Because we're talking about us. We are, are we not literally talking about us? Go are ahead. we not literally talking about Go us? Ahead. Deadass Podcast Court. Matt, Josh, we, Tribble, are we not are we, talking about us? But who are we talking to? I'm just saying in general, wouldn't it be amazing? We are talking to people, people about us. Tapes. Okay, go ahead, Deval. We are talking to people. We are talking to the people about us. Okay. Right. Right. My my comment is mm-hmm. you don't want the tape to be there all the time. I didn't say all the time. I'm just saying imagine if there were. And if there were what? That that and my somebody else's not, no, here's argument. Here's the crazy part. Here's the crazy part. You keep saying how I triggered I am, right? Mm-hmm. You called me an asshole the other day, right? Mm-hmm. All I said was you don't want that. You wouldn't want the tape, and look at how triggered you got. That's my point about the tape. That's my point about the tape. Some people can't deal with accountability, can't deal with seeing themselves, and that's my point. But we both got a chance to see ourselves. I don't have a problem yes. with accountability. I have in the past, but I don't have a problem with accountability now. Do I really? Oh, now we sipping tea over here, y'all. Y'all in the middle of an Ellis debate. This is why we're bringing it to Deadass Podcast Court. I love it. 
I don't have a problem with accountability, especially at my big age. Okay. I think we've gotten past all of that. Okay. But I'm saying if people did have the opportunity to run a tape back the same way we did, they probably can then say, damn, I didn't even realize I came across like that. Or I don't even realize I said that. Oh, shit. In the heat of the moment, in the debate or, you know, having emotions flaring, I didn't realize I said that or I delivered it that way. That's why I said that people would probably not. Or it would be interesting to see if people had tapes to play back after debates. Copy. I said what I said because between the two of us, and since we're debating between the two of us, mm -hmm. one of us is more logic driven and one of us is more emotion driven. The more lot stop me when I'm telling a lie. The more logic driven person is who? You, typically. Right. Typically. typically. I'm not, I said more logically mm -hmm. driven person. I'm not always logically driven. Yeah, right. But with that being said, I typically do things based on fact, based on things that happen. Mm -hmm. You go based on emotion. Mm -hmm. Typically, when we argue, your thing is, Deval, I didn't say it like that. And if I had a camera to show you how many times you said things based on the way you responded with your emotion, you'd be like, I didn't know that I said it like that. I'm agreeing. And that's why yes. and that's why I said Absolutely. But that's why I said you wouldn't want to see that that you that would trigger you all the time. If every time we got into an argument I said, Stop, play the tape, you would, would it, be like, Oh, would my it God. trigger me or would it allow me to say, damn, Kadeen, like maybe you need to make an adjustment because you've been doing this and Deval's telling you, and clearly if there's only two people in the room during an argument, you I, all I can rely on is what you tell me how mm -hmm. I said it or how it made you feel. I can't know what actually happened. So it would be helpful and I would like something like that. If we did have an argument, you could play a tape back. Okay. I wouldn't mind that. Okay. If you want you want to set a camera up every time we have a debate from now on, <laughs> we hey, could try. <laughs> whatever you want to do, Kay. We could try and see. Whatever you want to do. I'm just saying I'm not opposed to it. Well, well, I'm, I'm not, a big girl. I could deal with it. Whatever whatever you want to do. Anyway. Doesn't matter to me. Back to the story at Whatever hand. you want to do. Back to the story at hand. Back to the... Should we go to the facts and stats? Because I don't know. Triple was able to find facts and stats out of... This no. whole debacle that happened with us the other day. When ultimately, I just wanted to love on my man and give him a moment. And I know you just wanted to deliver a great audition. And both of our hearts, I think, were in the right place ultimately when we deciphered <laughs> and broke down everything. No? Uh, yeah, I just, that's... you do doing ultimately. a lot of tea sipping over here, so I'm not sure. I just wasn't sure if you were... I'm just sipping my tea because it's here and it's tea. Like Okay, just making sure. I, you don't want me now, to sit my tea. Now that we in court, get everything you don't, out. You don't want me to sit my tea no more. I won't sit my tea no more either. Tell me uh, what else you don't want me to do. <laughs> when, and tell, write down the responses you want me to have to the things no, you want to have. I, sitting next to you in this moment, just want to make sure that you are okay, babe. So when I see you sipping your tea, does it not mean you need tea. more tea? Let me not sip my tea. You can sip your tea, but no, I want to make sure. I don't want to cause no more fights today. <laughs> I just want to make just sure wanna... that you're okay. I'm fine. In this moment. I'm fine. Do you need a re-up on some tea? No, because no, no, I don't want to accidentally sip it and cause any problems. So I'm just going to not sip my tea. I'll just be parched <laughs> while I'm here. I'll be parched. I don't want you to be parched. So Triple was able to come up with some facts and stats. Let's see what they have to say here. The risk we of haven't even finished how we, we haven't even finished telling everybody how we got to a resolution. Oh, right. Right. I think I was trying to say that. Ultimately, my heart was in the right place. You delivered a great audition, but how do we get to the audition? Yeah, tell them how we were able to hash things out after all of that. So we left off, left you off where we you fumbling and bumbling, taking things out of the boxes. Yes. Me saying, babe, you really don't have to assemble this right now. I don't want to take you out of your mm -hmm. mindset that you're in for mm -hmm. these characters. Mm -hmm. Brian is on the floor laughing at us. Yes, yes. <laughs> Matt is standing there like, I don't know if I should record this or not. <laughs> 
Yes. It was just very, very awkward in that moment. And then I asked, I was like, I was like, yo, Matt, can you like, like seriously, can you tell me what I did? And then I asked him, I said, yo, let me just see the tape. After watching the tape, I apologized to Kay for not responding in the way that she deemed to be acceptable in the moment and making her feel small. I apologize for that. And then I proceeded to give you a hug and then listen to you tell me what the whole purpose behind that was. And then we were able to squash it. But the biggest thing was being able to put everything aside and say, I see fault in myself and apologizing, mm -hmm. which I'm just putting out there. I don't want to cause a fight. I did first. You did not apologize for calling me an asshole first. I apologize first for saying that I might have dismissed you. And then you apologize for calling me an asshole. And you said asshole might not have been the word. Yes. Does it matter who did what first? Because we were in Not the... at all to me. If it don't matter to you, it doesn't matter to oh, me. okay. Because, I mean, we were trying to, at that point, talk things out and figure out, like, what went wrong in that moment. So... I will say, um, I will say that I think that it is important mm -hmm. to note that I did ask to see the tape and was willing to apologize without being prompted by anyone. Yeah, for sure. That matters because oh, a lot yeah. of people, when they have arguments, no one is willing to be first. To be first, yeah. Or to be... I will to... say... On the that's podcast, and I am always willing to be first because I don't like mm -hmm. there to be any conflict. I want there to be resolution. Oh, yeah. And the reason why I think that's important is because I feel like I always proclaim that I am the leader of this house. I mm -hmm. proclaim that. As the leader of the house, at most times, you have to be willing to apologize first, even if you don't think you did anything wrong. Yeah. If you can find fault in what you did and may have made your partner feel a way, it is your responsibility to apologize first. I don't think it should be, well, I did it last time, you did it next time. No, no, of course not. It's just, if you proclaim to be the leader, whether you're a man or a woman, there is a responsibility that comes with that. And that responsibility means you have to be accountable for what you did, even if you don't think what you did warranted the response from your partner. And I just wanted to put that out there because some people will say, well, she called you an asshole and you didn't know, so she was wrong. To me, it didn't matter who I felt was wrong. I just knew that I wanted to apologize for what I did wrong. Uh -huh. And that's how I feel like we're able to get to resolutions because like you said, it doesn't matter who does what first. Somebody has to take the first step. Right. And, and thank you for just even teaching me how to do that, right? To be accountable, to have the discussions, to talk about it, to be the first to say something because I didn't come from that. Right. And it took a long time for me right. to get to the place where I am, where I can just see, for example, something may be wrong with you, something completely unrelated to this topic. But I can see, okay, something's off with DeVal. And what do I do now? I be in your face, like yes. wanting to talk about it and wanting to, talk, wanting to find out what's wrong in the moment because I don't want things to linger and to fester. And the overarching topic here, I think that we could take away from this is that there was clearly a riff. There was clearly a beef. Both feelings were hurt in, in that moment. For me calling him an asshole, for me feeling like he didn't receive my surprise the way I intended for it to be received. And then it could have been a thing where we both just like, in the past, we joke about it, but in the past, DeVal would have sent Brian home and Matt and been like, fuck these auditions. And we'd have been in a fight for the night. Yep. Like years ago, that would have been us. Like it would have played out so many different ways, but the way it did in that moment, we literally Maturity. squashed it in that moment. Maturity. Yeah. And then DeVal was able to deliver stellar, stellar auditions for two different roles, one show, one film. I'm so excited for you.
ultimately that's that's all. And you look beautiful against that background. That you got. Don't don't forget that part. You got it. What? Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> you look beautiful against that background. And I'm just hoping that that will bring you some good luck and some good energy as you go into another year. It will. Because when you manifest things, things come out well. And you work for it. Facts and stats. The risk of miscommunication is higher with your spouse than it is with a stranger. It's interesting. I think that's a fact because we communicate the most. Like, if I was a stranger, I don't got to talk to you. And if you say something that I don't like, I could just walk away. Yeah, but you're when not it's your, your spouse, I got to see you every day. So <laughs> even if we have a miscommunication, now I got to see you tomorrow. Right. Well, I got to see you later on in the day. There's no getting away from it. Absolutely. Miscommunication can occur when one person is emotional and the other person is left to interpret those emotions. I tend to be the more emotional one. Go figure. <laughs> and I tend to have to interpret these emotions yes. and handle them with silk gloves. <laughs> no, I'm a big girl. You don't got to do all that no more. Um, ask for clarity. Are you serious? If you're not, I'm very serious. You feel like you got to handle me with a silk glove? I'm a thug, Deval. I can't even sip my tea because if I sip my tea, then I'm going to get I'm accused of being triggered for sipping tea. No, talk about it. Say what it is. We here. I, I do feel like I got to handle you with silk gloves. I do. That's a perfect situation. I'm going into something that, that I'm super focused on and because I didn't respond the way you wanted me to respond, I get called an asshole. That don't seem a little crazy to you? And then even though I get called an asshole, I have to apologize first for you didn't open up and be like, maybe I could have did it a different time. That don't seem a little crazy? Think, Just think about it for a minute. You know how focused I am. You know how... I have to become a different character. You know I didn't mean no harm, but still I get called an asshole. And then I still apologize first. That don't seem crazy. That's amazing. He wins, y'all. He wins. No, it's not about the winning. Judge, the judge can I'm asking you a serious. Oh, I'm asking you a serious question. I don't mm -hmm. even give a fuck about these, these stat, facts and stats. <laughs> I'm asking you a serious question. When you yes. sit back mm -hmm. and think about that whole thing, mm -hmm. you don't realize that, damn, like, yeah. Yeah, he just didn't. You know, I didn't do it on purpose. Of course, that's what we hashed out after the fact. I'm saying in the moment, of course, I was being emotional. But that's what I'm saying about handling so, you yeah. with silk gloves. I know that you're a more emotional person. Okay. And what I'm saying is, is that since I know that, I have to make sure that I handle you delicately. I understand that. And typically, in a situation like that, right, you probably wouldn't have even responded the way you responded because you just your head wasn't in the right place. Right. Unbeknownst to me. You probably on a day-to-day -day basis, whenever we do have a debate or, or a discussion or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, you probably approach me with a level of delicacy that I don't even know that you use. That's, and that's what I was saying. Okay. So that's what I'm saying now, now that we're talking about it, I can see, all right, so maybe I do need to be handled with silk gloves. And I don't even realize that. And the moment when you didn't necessarily handle me that way, that's what happened. Yes. So that's a moment of revelation for us. But that's, but that's what I'm saying is like... Even in a relationship, one person is more emotional than the other. Mm -hmm. If I know that, it's my responsibility to handle you more delicately. Mm -hmm. Not say, well, I'm not as emotional. I'm going to handle you how I'm handled. Mm -hmm. No, it, it, this, this is how you have to handle someone who's more emotional. My point is, is that understanding that your partner is different and that your partner may handle things differently requires that if you want to be in a relationship with that person, you learn how to handle that person in a way that works for both of you. Uh -huh. Rather than saying... 
Everything has to be split evenly. If you talk to me like this, I talk. To, that just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, and, I get and that's it and that's my whole point is that, like, like you just said here, one person is more emotional than the other. Mm-hmm. If we know that, then we have to be able to handle those things and understand that that's what our reality is. Not try to change that person into a less emotional person. You I see what it. I'm saying? I get it. I mean, there's tact with the way we approach each other. You don't think that you're emotional most of the time, but there's a tact and a level of sensitivity and approach that I take when I approach you about certain I'm things. I'm pretty too. sure there is. And you may not even think that it you may think it's it's not. I'm pretty sure But it is. in my mind, I'm like, I have to approach Deval in this way so that it doesn't sound like I'm being insensitive or I'm attacking I'm pretty or sure I'm you blaming. Do. So yeah, we both do it, I think, to an extent. But me being the more emotional one, which we admit. I completely get what this statement is saying. Okay. Got it? Okay. Next stat. Ask for clarity if you're not sure about the intent behind someone's words. That's exactly what we did. Deval ran the tape back in this instant because he wasn't quite sure why I called him an asshole. Um, and we were able to clarify that's a question. that If I too. point something out to you, why you always got to be, but you do that too. You realize that that's like a, like a defense mechanism. What's that? If I say I have to hold you, handle you with delicate clothes because you're mm-hmm. more emotional. Your response isn't like, well, that's true. I am more emotional. Your response is, well, you're emotional too. Do you not realize that you I, do that? I definitely just said that. I, you're right. I am the more uh, yeah. emotional one. But then your response to okay. that is to be like, well, I do that for you too. I'm just saying unbeknownst to the other party, we may not even know how we approach the other because we feel like they need that. Like you're saying that you don't announce to me, Kadeen, you're the most emotional one. So I'm going to approach you this way. I'm saying I can agree with you because I do the same thing on my end. For the sake of the the discussion is what I'm saying. But based but based on arguments and debates, mm-hmm. if I say that I do this to you because you're this way and you mm-hmm. say I do this to you, that's in a way negating my statement by saying, well, I do the same thing for you. I'm not negating it. I was agreeing with you. No, but based on, okay, in debates. You well, debate. I never debated. <laughs> Other than with you, I, I didn't do a debate team or anything like that, but you can probably educate me on it. There's a way, there's a way to debate, right? Mm-hmm. By, by debate, I forgot the exact term, mm-hmm. but... If I say a point by saying, I prove that you're more emotional by handling you this way. Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, you do the same thing. What that does is negate my point because what I'm saying is I only have to do that for you. Do you understand what I'm but saying? to me, it's not about a point and who made the point. The, the, the fact of the matter is that we're having a discussion about the both of us. It's not a debate to see who's right or who wins. Right, but there also has to be a level of accountability. And the accountability comes as... as accountability stops, starts and stops with, yes, I am this way. That's what it is. Not, yes, I am this way, but, because then you've just taken away the, anytime you add a but or you say something, that's not accepting accountability. But what if you say also? <laughs> because I said, I also can agree with you that, yes, I am the emotional one, that I have to be handled with the glove, that I didn't even know that you were handling me with. So I'm saying, yes, I agree to that. And I'm just like, shoot, as you say that, I don't even realize that maybe I approach you the same way with a certain level of delicacy that you don't know. So I'm not negating anything at all. I'm just agreeing with you and saying that, yeah, I, I, I can see that. No? Or does that make, does that not, I mean, from a debate standpoint, does that not make sense? No, I mean, the, I the bottom line is, is, no. is understanding is, is understanding, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like trying to figure out what words work for each partner is mm-hmm. in, in exactly an exercise in what people are seeing us do now. Trying to understand what we mean by having a civil conversation mm-hmm. that doesn't resort to any type of hostility or volatile act. Yeah, for sure. You know, from name calling to hitting or whatever. It's just, let's have a discussion about it. Mm-hmm. Which to me, I think is a greater exercise than just 
stating this is what we've done, but they actually get a chance to see us exercising it. This is literally how our debates, arguments, discussions, I don't know what you want to call it, but this is literally how it goes. Like Devon and I will sit here and just do this and talk back and forth. And I really genuinely try to understand where you're coming from because, I mean, I don't want to repeat the same behaviors over and over again. And if I can take accountability for something I've done wrong, then I'll be like, all right, well, I, I did it wrong. I don't profess to be perfect. Well, I've, I've said this before and I'm just... Sometimes I feel like in these conversations, you, you'd rather defend your point more than try to understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes where couples end up with miscommunications. Mm-hmm. Or not even miscommunications, but they don't even communicate. Okay. Because it's like one partner will be trying to express how they feel about something. And mm-hmm. then the other partner is just waiting for an opportunity to just defend mm-hmm. what they're saying without even saying, well, you know what? That is true. Mm-hmm. Or the partner would just be, yeah, that's true, but. Mm-hmm. You don't understand what I'm saying? So when you just say, yeah, that's true, but, and then you give a response, it's like, so you really just want to defend. I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying anyone who speaks in that manner mm-hmm. just want to defend their point to say, this is why I did it. Right. Rather than saying, well, I realize what I did hurt your feelings. Okay. Or, or what I did or, or what I'm doing is being perceived the wrong way. You understand what I'm saying? I understand that. But my response to that always is, because we battle with this, you know, or we have battled with this. Saying that you understand and, you know, trying to get to the bottom of how it made the person feel. Don't you then want to understand why I might have acted a certain way or how I might have arrived at whatever delivery I, I or whatever I imparted on you to make you feel that way? Don't you want to know why? Or you just prefer for me to say, I understand how you feel. You're warranted for feeling the way you feel. I'm taking accountability for it and that be it. I guess it depends on the person. I guess it just depends on the person because there is no no one way to debate, right? There's mm-hmm. no one way, so it depends on the person. Right. So me, for example, when I gave my example, my example was I looked at the tape and I realized, like, man, how she took it, she might have felt dismissed. Mm-hmm. That's my fault, baby. Come here. Mm-hmm. That's my fault. I, you might email dismiss and I didn't want you to feel like that. Boom. Mm-hmm. And I gave you a hug and apologized. To me, that apology feels sincere because I just recognized what I did. Mm-hmm. Rather than me saying, yeah, I see how you feel, but I did it because. This, then it kind of negates the fact that I apologize. See, I don't see it that way. That's why if I'm you, saying it's a difference in understanding. And that's why we always have an issue whenever yes. we debate. Because for me, it's the... Damn, babe, I watched the tape. I see how you could have taken it this way. But to be honest, in that moment, my head was just really in the game. And I was not even thinking about anything else other than the audition. So if it landed the wrong way, it's not because it was intentional. It's because of X, Y, Z. Like, that's the kind of explanation that I like to have. Mm-hmm. Because I want to know why you made me feel that way. Right. Whereas with you, you're just like, you made me feel this way. And that's just it. So you have to accept that that's that. With me, I no, need an I, I, didn't, I didn't do that. I actually gave you an explanation. I told you why. No, I'm just saying we're just doing like this like exercise in terms of like how people can argue sometimes where you're saying that you don't want to hear the but. You just want to no, hear, if, I understand. Ab- absolutely. Because if if you're going to give me an apology, which to me, I don't even like apologies. Right. The best apology to me is change behavior. Right. But if you're going to give me an apology, give me an apology and tell me why you're sorry. Don't give me an apology tell me why you're sorry, but then they try to explain to me why I shouldn't feel the way I feel. Mm-hmm. That that to me is like, it's almost like a slap in the face. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I know I did something wrong to you and, and it made you wrong, I mean, made you feel bad, I don't I don't ever in, in my heart of hearts want to be like, damn, babe, you feel bad, but I think you acting, I think you acting kind of sensitive because no. I did it this way or I, I, or I didn't mean to do it or 
But you saying that is then negating someone's feelings. It's not saying, babe, I didn't intend to do it that way. Really, in my heart of hearts, what I was trying to do was this, this, that, and the third. Then that's just saying, I arrived at this location because of these things. Not saying that you still should feel a certain kind of way about it. You're still entitled to feel the way you want to feel about it, but at least give me a background or scenario of how we arrived here. So I don't think you were just frivolously out here just doing whatever and then now I, my feelings are hurt and I don't know how we got there. No, I understand. It's it's more important for you to explain your position so that you don't want it to be taken as doing something with malice. Right. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. What I'm saying is, is that sometimes when I'm trying to tell you how I feel and you just disregard that and because you're more concerned with that, it makes me feel like you don't feel like you did anything wrong. Gotcha. Because it's like I'm feeling a way. Mm-hmm. You ask me how I feel. I tell you how I feel. And then your first response when I'm telling you how I feel is, but I did it like this. So I don't think you should feel that way. It's like, that's, that's not, no, I didn't I ask to feel that, as well. No. I don't say I didn't like this. So then you shouldn't feel that way. That portion I never do. I just let you know, this is why I did that. And then we normally hash out how that could have made you feel. I don't try to change the way you feel. I can't do that as a person. You're entitled to feel the way you feel regardless of my intent. But I always want to make sure that you can hear like a damn Kadeem wasn't just out here willy nilly doing whatever to make me feel some kind of way. Right. She really arrived at this in this way. So moving forward, I know not to take that approach the next time. I got you. But what I'm saying is, is that remember when you asked me about the tape and watching the tape? Mm -hmm. If I play the tape back and we're having a conversation or a discussion about something that happens, you sometimes tend to think that you said or did things a certain way when you really didn't. For Mm -hmm. example... Most of the time, I can't even get my full thought out uh-huh. about what I'm feeling before you cut me off and try to explain to me. So how could you even apologize for how I feel when you haven't even listened to how I feel? Mm-hmm. And then when I say to you, like, babe, you ain't even let me finish. You're like, I did let you finish. You took a pause. I'm like, if there was a tape here to show you how many times when I'm trying to tell you how I feel, mm-hmm. where you're more interested in getting out what you think. Mm-hmm. so that you can defend your point, you would realize like, dang, that's why DeVal ends up getting quiet when we have debates and just says, all right, that's, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Totally. You know what I'll, I'm saying? And yeah, that's, and that's what I'm talking about with, that, with the sure. tape. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I learned that I, when it comes to debates, I tend to be super narrow-minded mm-hmm. with certain things. And it's just like, once I get my mind fixated, just like with Absol- auditioning. I know. Once I get my mind fixated <laughs> on one thing, <laughs> that's, but you see what I'm saying? Once I get my mind fixated on one thing, you're that's all it is. You're going to run at one point and I completely right. get it. And I too, yes, you're right. Sometimes I'm like, oh, but I want to just say something to explain. If you're explaining to me how you mm-hmm. feel and I'm like, damn, I, this is the perfect moment for me to explain how I arrived there. I don't come from a debate background where I learn how to like register my points in my head to then be mm-hmm. able to respond. So my natural inclination is to want to, after you say something that may have been misconstrued, I want to go back in and say, babe, but no, no, no. Like that really wasn't how I arrived there or that's not what I meant or mm-hmm. this is not the intent. You know, that's when I, that's the reason why I think you feel like I cut you off a lot is because I don't want to forget points. That's why I joked last time. I think we might have had a discussion. I was like, damn, I need to literally like make bullet points as you speak because then when it's my time to speak back, I I can't remember everything that you've said because you sometimes tend to be long-winded with your explanations. The same way I know I get long-winded sometimes too. Mm -hmm. No, I feel you. I just, the biggest thing is learning to have conversations to understand. 
as mm-hmm. opposed to having conversations to win and be right. Yeah, no. You know I don't what I'm think saying? That's never really our No, that's how we've been able to make it this thing. far. But even yeah. but even for people to see how you practice having those discussions, right? What mm-hmm. I learned today, even in this moment, was that it's more important to you that I understand why you did what you did to understand that you didn't come from malice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's more important for me to just apologize to you so you understand that I recognize your feelings, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of perfect when you think about it. You care about what I feel. You know that I'm a logically driven person. So you're trying to give me reasons as to why, or logical reasons as to why you did it so I don't think you come from malice. Mm-hmm. I know you're an emotional purpose person. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to make you feel seen by saying, you know what, babe? I understand how you feel. It is what it is. Uh-huh. The problem with that is, when we're constantly debating with each other, you're worried about my feelings. I'm worried about your feelings. Sometimes we walk away and neither one of us have addressed our own, own feelings. feelings. You know I think what I'm that saying? happens a lot. And then yes. we're just left to our own devices to just yes. self-soothe. <laughs> yes. That's, yes. We're left to self-soothe a lot because we're so invested in, in the other person. And that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I didn't even think of it that way. But I didn't, I didn't think of it until I heard you talk just now. And I was like, like once again, just trying to, to actively listen Mm -hmm. it really made me realize like oh snap like the reason why she gives me the explanation she gives me is because she's trying to logically get me to understand that she didn't come from malice Mm -hmm. right and then for me i'm just listening to you because i want to hear like i deal with you like i said with silk gloves i want you in that moment to handle me the same way but you know i'm logically driven so you like he's not going to want to be handled delicately he's gonna want to hear what the facts are and that's why sometimes you say at the end of like us having an argument or discussion or whatever like you're just like you don't even come over you don't give me a hug you don't give me a kiss because like i'm like i don't even know if that'll that'll help you in that moment because you're so logically driven for you it's just like a plus b got to equal c like because you're so logically driven with a lot of things like i don't even know how to then at that moment like without it being awkward, <laughs> throw emotion into it. Because really right. in the middle of arguments, I just want to hug you and just be like, stop, we don't want to fight. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, right. I just want everything to be squashed. But I know that that's not, gonna, that's not you. You're going to want to argue this point to the death until I realize this is your point. And it doesn't happen that way all the time. Yeah, no, I get it. It's just, it's a good practice for two different people to understand and i even learned in this moment and you know i think this is a good time to take a break because we have to go to listener letters i don't even know if we're gonna get to listen letters today i feel like this was a whole listener letter guys we wrote oh, into y'all it was a whole listener letter this was our <laughs> this own is personal a whole, let's let's do deval and kadeen's listener letter that's exactly what today's we did our so. own stuff for a listener letter but um <laughs> we, we were supposed it. to take a break at some we were, point in there. we were all right so let's let's take a quick break let's take a quick break let's do one listener letter real okay. quick and get back to the moment of truth There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. 
O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here... They're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages, so no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, and we're back. So even though you got to listen to our long listener letter, we're going to do one real quick um, just so we can have... Oh, what is this one talking about? You want the first one or the second one? Let's see. Well, the second one's a little short. Yeah, shorter. the second one's shorter. <laughs> we'll save that first one for another episode. How about that? Go ahead and read, babe. Do you mind? Because my voice is I got a little you. off today. What's up, fam? I hope all is well with you guys and the kids. I really enjoy watching the Valons of Team and Sisters and Kadeen. I really need you back on OKKK. Oh, it's a throwback. <laughs> well, we got all day K on the Patreon page. What That's you mean? It. It's there every week. Hello. We your followers miss you, sis. I've been married for less than a year now, and there have been ups and real lows and, and real lowdowns, and I'm tired. But too embarrassed to call it quits. My husband has been unstable with the job since we have been together. The house we live in, I bought. The car he drives, I bought. And majority of the bills, I pay for. I understand hard times, but damn, every time we have had issues with infidelity and I have been trying to forgive, but I really just don't see the marriage working. Unlike me, he is involved in church and to know after the wedding, all the people he has slept with and is continuously Ooh. sleeping with is baffling. He has been good at hiding his infidelity, but plays stupid when confronted. I'm more embarrassed that what I saw, wait, I'm more embarrassed at what I saw and what my family saw was just all a lie. I have recommended counseling, but he shot that idea down. I'm tired of being his roommate and want to start being his landlord and evict him out. <laughs> Help me out. Girl, do it. 
That's a lot. That's a lot going That's on a lot. there. That's Do they a have lot. kids? Did she say they have kids? Nope. But they've been married less than a year now. Mm. You know what's given? It's given they got married and she takes care of him. And he's comfortable with that. Extremely comfortable. He's comfortable with that. He comes, he goes, he does as he pleases. He, he cheats, cheats when he wants. Yeah. So he gets to just get his bills paid for and live there and do what he wants. That's what it's given That's to me. That's wild. That's what it's given to That's me. That's wild. And being being concerned about uh, being embarrassed. I mean, I know it's hard. It's hard sometimes because you do get concerned with, yeah. you know, what other people will think, family and stuff like that. Trust me, I came from that. But, girl, for you to be living in your own house or your own space where you're paying all the bills and doing all these things and getting cheated on simultaneously... I think that's more embarrassing than anything I was, else. I was just about to say, staying seems to be more embarrassing than Absolutely. actually saying, like, yo, I'm done. Like, I'm I'm done with this. Because right now, it doesn't seem like she said we have kids and I take care of the kids. You, no. They got married. All right, so get unmarried. Like, right. get a divorce, get an annulment, depending on how long they've been married, and move on. Like, if you're that unhappy, there's no reason to stay, especially if you don't have kids. And this is just not the right way to start. Like, less than a year, y'all should be in, like... Is a moment of like wedded bliss, you mm. know what I mean? When you just can't come down from the high of being married, and now you on a low low. Oh, that's right. She said, "I've been married for less than a year now." Yeah, that's tough. Don't be embarrassed, girl. You'll be more embarrassed when the years go by and time goes on, and he's still doing more of the same, and you're still unhappy. So I'm never an advocate for telling people to just go ahead and call it quits and not try to work on it. But if he's shooting down counseling and won't even be receptive yeah, to something like yeah, that, yeah, I agree with that. It doesn't seem like he even has a dog in the fight. So that's true. When, the fact that he doesn't want to talk about it, shoes down counseling means he doesn't want to work. He's not on invested, it. girl. And one thing that you can't do is a one sided, <laughs> one sided relationship or no, one sided marriage. So hopefully that works out for you, sis. Um, yeah, this is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Oh, what an episode. I feel like we were in a real therapy session today. We was. We were, weren't we? We was. Oh, absolutely. my goodness. Just like hashing things out on our own. Um, so yeah, thank y'all for listening. If you want to be featured as a listener letter, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right. Moment of truth time. I don't know what we're going to do. What's going to be the episode? This is I know my moment of truth. Um, well, the description today was when two people trying to be of service to one another almost goes wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's still just a perfect example though. Like, yeah. I've I realized in listening to you speak about this argument, which really wasn't even an argument because we squashed it to try to get something done and then we talked about it. So it was like a discussion. Yeah. I've learned that you give me information based on what you think I need as a person. Uh -huh. And rather than trying to be upset at you for how you convey your information, I have to just listen to what you're trying to say rather than expecting you to say it the way I want it to be said. You understand what I'm saying? I understand that. And I'm, thank you for that because I That's feel like I'm a lot saying. of the times, yeah, I feel like a lot of the times you just want me to argue with you or debate with you or say things the way you want it to be done. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. Like I, I can't work like that. And I always feel like I end up inadequate in those, you know, discussions and debates that we have because I'm just like, man, I feel like I'm over here with debate team captain <laughs> mm -hmm. and I can't find a way to even get my footing because I have worked for so many years to try to meet you when it came to communication or when it comes to communication and how to express myself. And sometimes that puts me back in my shell a little bit. So thanks for that moment of truth. 
It's definitely helpful. Uh, moment of truth for me. Well, first off, name calling is never okay. And I think the biggest overarching thing for me is trying to not let my emotions take over in the moments where I really could be logical. Because a lot of times you do have great points whenever you are trying to like tell me how you feel or just trying to assess a situation. You really do like logically make sense with a lot of things. And sometimes that's hard for me to swallow. So continuing to make sure that I take accountability and not try to talk you out of feeling the way you feel if that's how you felt I've handle things um i want to make sure that moving forward i'm really acknowledging how you feel um in that moment and moving forward so all right all right y'all be sure to follow us on patreon if you have not been yet for exclusive dead ass podcast video content and you can find us on social media Kadeen, I am Deadass the Podcast. And I am Devout. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Make up, make sure you pick up that copy of Wheel for Me, the counterintuitive approach to getting everything you want out of your relationship. And also get them tickets to Deadass Podcast live show, Love Against the World, baby. Deadass. It's giving after today. We need a part two to the book. Facts. <laughs> We're still learning, y'all. We're still learning. Deadass. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.